and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We live in a world infected by sin and its consequences. It is an upside-down, inside-out world, and even though there's a lot of uh, good in, in the world and going on in the world, it is still like a glass of pure water that has a drop of poison in it. It is infected, and sin has caused lots of consequences, uh, including this one. This world is hostile, hostile to Jesus and is true church. Now, I know that not everywhere you go is is there uh, direct persecution. I understand that. But in general, if you want to get people to feeling uncomfortable, uh, just mention the name of Jesus and start talking about him and you'll see what I'm talking about. And in some cases, there's just absolute direct hostility. Well, uh, uh, there's another thing that's wrong in this world, this upside-down, hostile world, and it's this. There are different standards for different people. Uh, we have recently in the news, as this podcast is being, um, is being recorded, we have witnessed that. Uh, where people of fame, people of power, people of wealth uh, are held to a different standard and and get away with things that, say, the average, normal, everyday person wouldn't get away with. And and that's, that's tough. It's tough to uh, accept. It's tough to process. But it's a part of this fallen world. However, I want to take it a step further, and this, this is what really is uh, concerning. Sometimes this attitude creeps into the church. It's one thing, it's out in this sinful world, but it's another thing when this kind of double standard uh, creeps into the church. And James, in the book of James, addresses it as he um, is encouraging us to welcome Everyone, Look at James chapter 2, and we're going to study verses 1 through 10. Verse 1 says, My brethren, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. There it is. He addresses his brethren. That's us. That is, that, are, that is those of us who are uh, honest to goodness, true, genuine followers of Jesus Christ. We have been converted, we saved, we're a part of His church, capital C. Uh, James says, my brethren, here it is, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal Favoritism. Don't hold your faith that that uh, uh, that which you and, and your faith is is not. Uh, it is it is a general term for your relationship with the Lord, your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not hold an attitude of personal favoritism. Now, uh, there is a, a verb there, the do not hold. There's a verb there that is in the negative present imperative uh, form. And basically, that do not is the negative. The present imperative, the imperative is a command. There's a command not to do something. And the present part of that verb is, and keep on don't not doing it. Do not do this and continue to live that way. Do not do it on an ongoing basis, don't hold an attitude of personal 
favoritism. Now in verse in verses two and three, we're going to see what the specific situation and problem was that James was addressing there at that time. Verse two says, For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes and say, You sit here in a good place, and you say to the poor man, You sit over there or sit down by my footstool. Now there was the problem. They were they were uh, cozying up to people that were obviously rich, and they were uh, mistreating those that were poor. I read somewhere uh, where they said, and I believe it might have been in the MacArthur study notes in, in the MacArthur Bible, uh, but I read that um, there, the seats were limited many times in these places, and and so uh, they would save the seats for for guests of honor or people of honor, and and others would uh, have to sit on the floor. And so the Pharisees obviously were always trying to get in and get the best seats. And Jesus referred to that. He talked about uh, people that come in and get the best. And then uh, when the the person in charge comes in and and humiliates them and asks them to go down, where it's better to be start down and be asked to step up. Well, in this case, they were kicking the poor people out of the good seats and putting the rich people in. And and that was uh, a, a problem. And in verse 4, we see uh, what the outcome is and what it was caused by. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? You see, the outcome was false distinctions made that weren't supposed to be made. Uh, Rich here, poor there. Respected rich here, disrespected poor there. False distinctions distinctions that God never intended. And it was caused, it said, by evil motives. Evil motives. You had the wrong motives. What were their motives? I don't know. But uh, I guess to be accepted by the rich. I guess to get a little of the, their, their money, uh, to, to look good. Who knows? Who knows? But their motives were evil. And, and the outcome of that was they were creating division, false distinctions there in that, in that situation. But in verses 5 through, uh, on the rest of the verse, uh, the passage, verses 5 through 10, we see God's way versus their way. Verse 5 says, listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. And so uh, James is saying here, look, God has chosen the poor for the kingdom. You see that. And, and uh, Jesus said it's, it's tough for a rich man to get there. And the problem is self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency. Self-dependence. But the poor man realizes that he's poor. And not only poor uh, materially, but, but there is a, a poor in spirit. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We have to understand that we absolutely bring nothing to it and that we need God. And, and so, and, and, and God's way is always the right way. But they were doing something the opposite. They were going their own way. Let's read the rest of the, the passage. But you have dishonored the poor man. Is not the rich uh, who oppress you and personally drag you into court, do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? That would be the name of Jesus. 
If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law uh, according to the Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You're doing well. He said, this is God's way. That's God's law. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, and, And that neighbor would include those poor people. But, verse 9, if you show partiality, you're committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. Oh, my goodness. So James gets right to it. I mean, he comes straight into it. He doesn't beat around the bush. Uh, You've got a problem. You're showing personal favoritism. That is not God's way. God's law is to love your neighbor as yourself. You have sinned in showing partiality. You've sinned in, in elevating the rich over the poor simply because they were rich and because they were poor. You have made false distinctions, distinctions that God hasn't made, and it is wrong. Now, based on this passage, let's just back up a little bit and see what the rest of the Word of God says. In Romans chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, we get a little glimpse into the character of God. In verse 9, it says, There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. And by the way, when you see that in Romans, uh, the Jew and the Greek, it just divides all the population into two two, uh, divisions, Jews and Greeks. In other words, everybody. Okay, that's what he's saying. Uh, There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek, in other words, of everybody. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good to the Jew first and to everybody, to the Jew first and to the Greek. Verse 11, for there is no partiality with God. God is impartial. He meets out justice and mercy impartially. First Peter chapter 1, verse 17 says this, If you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth. Understand that God is impartial. He is the impartial judge. We have to understand that. We've got to be willing to uh, live in that way. We are called to show impartiality. We are called to show impartiality. I go all the way back in the Old Testament to uh, the third book, Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 15. Here is a principle that still is on for today. Listen to what it says. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor defer to the great. But you are to judge your neighbor fairly. That was a principle laid down, a command laid down that is good to this very day because it reflects the very character and nature of God. Do no injustice in judgment, uh, and, and, and either to the poor or to the rich. No injustice. Be impartial. Now, there is a wonderful example in Acts chapter 10, and I'm just going to read verses 34 and 35, and you may remember the story. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality, but in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. And that was when Peter was called by God, this Jewish man, to go down to a Gentile's house, Cornelius, and preach the gospel to him. And you remember Peter? Peter got that uh, vision of, of animals that were considered unclean, but God said, get up and eat them because they're not uh, unclean. And God was just teaching him this very lesson. God has shown him that you can't show partiality. It's, it's not just for the Jews. It's for everybody.
And so I want to say to you today, there are all kinds of divisions in this world. Wrong divisions. Rich versus poor. Educated versus uneducated. The famous versus the not famous. The powerful versus the not powerful. But it goes beyond that. Ethnicities are divided. And I'm telling you, it's not just in the world. This is in the church. That's what I'm addressing today. In the church, there there are, are divisions between uh, people of various ethnicities. And we've got to understand that God doesn't like those false barriers. He doesn't like those false distinctions. He has called us in every area to show impartiality, to welcome everyone. And that is the point. If we're going to live wisely in this wicked world, where there's all kinds of double standards out there, and where there is all kinds of partiality and favoritism in the church of Jesus Christ, if we are going to live wisely in the midst of this wicked world, we've got to be willing uh, to welcome everyone in the sense that we show impartiality. And so when a rich person comes along, we treat them the same as we would treat somebody that's not rich. And uh, when somebody of a different race comes along, we treat them the same way we would want ourselves to be treated That is welcoming everyone. Well, I hope this has been helpful today, and I encourage you to keep studying the Scriptures. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.